welcome, first of all. Um, before we even kind of get into what this is all going to be about, we're going to do a little, you know, quick little disclaimer. Um, everything that we talk about on this podcast, it's real. We're not going to sugarcoat it. It is how it is. We're going to give it to you straight. Um, cause that's basically who me and Marissa are. We're just up real. Up- Very unfiltered. Yeah. So if you're looking for it to be like, oh, like they're so soft and like. A mother's hug. No. It's not. Baby, we're going to give it to you real. It's 24/7. a mother's rage. It's not a mother's hug. Like, it's going to be real. It's going to be ruthless. And it's going to be truthful. Yeah. And you might not like what some of us have to say. And that's okay. We value your opinions. If you don't agree with what we're saying, that's okay. But what we're hoping to do is kind of just, like, kind of give you a real life perspective like we know there's a bunch of stuff out there nowadays that like it's just not real it's fake like people hide who they really are and we're not trying to do that we're just trying to be exactly who we are and we're just going to give like our outlook on life it's authentic it's I would say liberating in a sense to be able to put your life out there and I think that this is a good opportunity for Carly and I to try something different we're ending our college careers soon and I think this is a way for us to just reflect on who we've become since we have met and who we are now and what we're going to be. So it's more of like a life goal dump in a sense, but also reflects on every single thing that it took to get us where we are and where we're going. Exactly. And you know what? Even if we weren't recording this, me and Marissa would be having these conversations anyway. So we're kind of just like, why don't we try to share exactly what we're going to talk about anyway like it's not like something we're like putting on a show for like this is this is real these are conversations we've definitely had before and people have heard them and been like we should have just recorded that whole thing put a mic on you because it's just it's real it's like angry it's authentic it's it's everything that like you hear but never want somebody to like hear or say and i think (laughs) that I think that honestly, like, we've spent three years talking like this, and even my own mother told me, she was like, I should put a mic on you. Like, I should put a mic on you, because the things that you say, like, they mean something, but they're crazy. Like, they're (laughs) wild. So shout out to my mom. Shout out to Carly's mom, because she's the same way. Yeah. And I think, well, we'll get into that. But, like, I was going to say, I think it's, like, a huge reason why me and Marissa's friendship works so well. And we're going to talk about that more, but yeah, I guess without further ado, this is talk is cheap because let me tell you, me and Marissa run our mouths. We're yappers. Um, She's the only person I can like truly yap and not feel like I'm talking too damn much, which is great. So we're, we're like, just like, you know what? Talk is cheap because it's so mother trucking cheap to just (laughs) talk your mind. And that's why we're recording it. So what you got to say, sexy lady? Well, first of all, <laughs> Carly Carly is like, I don't know, we're just so blunt, so blunt. Like, it's called talk is cheap because, to be honest, I did therapy. Shit was expensive. Like, could <laughs> not do it anymore. Disclaimer, um, this is not saying that you shouldn't go to therapy. Therapy is very helpful. I recommend therapy to everyone. This is not telling you not to go to therapy. This is not telling you not to go to therapy, but like. It's quite expensive, but we're the kind of therapists for each other that, like, we wouldn't fall asleep. 
<laughs> okay, for reference, obviously not going to out them, but like one of my friends was posting on their private story the other day talking about how their therapist literally fell asleep during their session. Um, so be tr- like being truthful, like Carly's never fa- fallen asleep when yeah. I'm on a girl rampage. So this is the one place where we'll rant and like it's real. Like we are alert, we are aware, we are looking at each other. <laughs> In the same vicinity. I know, Marissa looks so beautiful, per usual. I has still have my makeup on <laughs> from last night. <laughs> like, I still so I still have green eyeliner under oh, my you eyes. you did the green today. Marissa wore red eyeliner the other night, and she looked magnificent. <laughs> and I'll do it again tonight. And oh I will gosh. do it again tonight. But I guess we could start with an explanation of each other. I think it's a little bit more fun if Carly explains me and I explain her. Precisely. So, I think... Little baby mama over there. She's going to have to explain me first. Okay, 100%. Okay, so my sweet, sweet, sweet Rissy. I love her so much. Obviously, we wouldn't be filming this if I hated her. But she is literally the most badass woman I've ever met in my entire life. For starters, let's just start off. She is the tallest drink of water I've ever seen in my life. She stands at a whopping 5'9", is a strong muscle mommy, where we'll get into this again. But me and Marissa met in the gym. So, like, that just kind of of course she's a muscle mommy we met in the gym she also is just so brilliant she's in finance which like okay woman in finance that's a very hard field to be a woman in especially because there's not a lot of them she's just she's brilliant her gpa is like a 4.0 she's so freaking smart yeah i'm calling you out she just gave me the look like oh my god you did not just say that yeah i did because the world deserves to know how strong and beautiful you are and just she is literally the kindest person i've ever met And listen, I'm not saying the kind where she's, like, kind to everyone because there's some times where, yes, you kill them with kindness, but she's going to be real with you. If you're, like, doing something stupid, like, she's not going to be like, I support you. She's going to be like, bitch, you're being stupid. Like, why would you do that? And that's what I value so most about her, and that's what is so good with our friendship is just we work so well. And she's, like, never afraid to be upfront with people which a lot of people might look at her and be like, damn, like, she's a jerk. But no, like, that's just, it's who she is. And it's something that I never want her to be apologetic for, is that she's just so real and open and honest. And I think that's what makes her so strong and powerful, is that she's not afraid to, like, just be who she is. And that's, that's Rissy for you. She's strong, independent, and beautiful in more ways than one. And she's 21 and badass. It probably just got so loud. I just brought this mic so close to my face, but I'm so passionate. She is 21 and young and sprung. (laughs) Let me explain. Okay. Let me explain Carly. Carly is the epitome of health. Carly is the epitome of a woman. Carly is just a gem. A gem that I didn't realize was a gem because... Carly and I were not close when we first became, like, friends. Like, Carly had another friend. Carly had another friend. I had other friends. We associated, but, like, we were not tight. And to be honest, I couldn't define when we were tight. But Carly... Carly was also intimidating. Carly has tattoos. She's got dark hair. She has prominent eyes. Like, she gives off this baddie vibe. Like, this scary baddie vibe. Like, she's got these shoulders that actually like scare me genuinely scare me but Carly is just like she looks so badass but she's a sweet pea like she's a flower like 
she is just so down to earth, so real, so supportive, and she works hard. Like, she's at school for another year for only for herself, like, doing this only for herself. She wants her master's. She's getting her master's. Like, she is so highly ranked at this school and so successful that no matter where she ends up, like, she's going to kill it. She is taking her athleticism outside of the gym and she's incorporating it into the real world, which I love. And like, I wish I could do that, but I also have a love for something else. So for me, it's just like, I had to do both, but Carly is just Carly in the most pure, innocent sense. And she just comes off. So you don't come off as a, as like a mean person. Like, I know I come off as a mean person sometimes, but, like, you are nice until you can't be nice anymore, until there is no reason to be nice anymore, and that's such, like, a good quality because sometimes I'm just mean because it's, like, I read you, and I'm, like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Like, don't want that, but Carly will be nice, but she'll never exhaust herself to be nice to somebody, and, like, that's so respectful, and... I'm appreciative of that because Carly, she's put me in my place. Carly has put me in my place. And and I'm 21 years old. I met her when I was 19. She has put me in my place. Let me tell you. But I needed it. And I've never gotten mad at her. Like, there's something about the way that she approaches things. It's like, someone could put me in my place and I would probably be so upset about it. I'd be like, really? Like, I would start a problem. Carly puts me in my place and I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like you're that that's real. Like you're right because you explain and you help people and you make them better. And like Carly has done a lot for me that has changed my life and who I am as a person. And she she is literally just a sweet pea. Like she is a Georgia peach. She is like the sweetest, cutest, like brightest person, most educated person. And I go to her for everything. Literally everything. So I couldn't ask for someone better than that. I'm literally gonna cry. Me and Marissa have never like described each other to each other, and that was literally the sweetest little thing. But like what she was saying about how I'm real with her, like I just feel like she's my best friend. Like I love her so much, and I would never want her to be in a position that wasn't going to better herself. And I think that's what works so well with our friendship is like how she said she never takes it the wrong way. And like, yeah, that could have something I with how I approach her but like she knows that I would never do anything to like mess with her or like be like a jerk to her because like everything I do for the people I love it's like yeah I can be really blunt but it's not because like I want people to like feel bad and Marissa knows that so like I know that I can always be like Marissa that is not you stop doing that like (laughs) that's literally like get out of that situation right now And I know that she's going to be like, you know what, you're right. And that's something, like, we have something that I don't have with a lot of people because a lot of people can't take it. Like, I know when I'm, like, approaching a situation with Marissa that I'm not scared of how she's going to react because, like, yeah, she could, like, be mad for, like, 0.2 seconds. But, like, I know at the end of the day she knows that I'm not doing it to hurt her. It's that I care about her and I love her so much that I would not want to see her, like, destroy herself over, like, something or someone stupid. So, like, 
that's just what's so real. That's how our, why our friendship works because we can be blunt with each other without fearing about like the other person getting mad and not talking to us anymore. And that's like really beautiful and really something that I'm so protective of because there's so many people, like I mentioned before, that if I talk to them the way that I talk to Rissy, they'd be like, you're such a bitch. Like, why would you say that to me? Like, that was so uncalled for. Which, okay, valid. <laughs> but I know that if I say it to Marissa, she knows that, like, I'm not I'm not being a bitch. It's just, like, I love her. And I wouldn't say it to her if it wasn't true. I think, like, the reason that Carly and I get along so good is because at first, like, we weren't close. Like, we weren't blunt. We weren't communicating because... I think we were both at a point in our life where it was like we were learning how to be picky about who you bring into your life. Like I've had I've had friends, I've had friend groups, but it's like I'm at the age now where it's like I don't have a friend group. I have personable relationships with each individual person. And I think it's really important to be picky as to who you incorporate into your life because I've been in college for 4 years and I have seen people come and go as they please and I've had these relationships with them and I wasn't picky I was literally wasting my time and the thing about Carly and I is like we were picky with each other because we didn't know how it was going to work we didn't want it to work until we knew how it was going to work and so for us to go from strangers in the gym to being friends by association to genuinely being friends it's because we learned how to filter those people out of our lives that we were just letting in because we were letting them in. And it's okay to be friends with everybody, but there was some kind of trust that I held in Carly just by this like aura that she like presented. And I think honestly, we got close because you said something real as shit to me and I like took it and I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. And you were like, oh my God, she probably hates me. Like I probably scared the living hell out of her. Um, And like, I reacted totally fine. And I think that's kind of why we clicked. Like, I feel like it was one time when I had a past relationship and you were just like, good for you, girl. Like he was doing no good for you. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, I feel like that's so valid. Cause I, especially like we weren't really like, we were like good friends, I guess, but we weren't like, close when that relationship ended and I feel like at that point I was the only one who like wasn't saying oh my god I'm so sorry because like I would hear like what was going on and I'm like damn like I know who Marissa is and the fact that like this is what she's putting up with like that ain't right and that's literally what I said to her I was like you're putting up with that like come on be so for real right now and she was just like oh my god like (laughs) Like, I was I was so heartbroken in a sense like I was like 19 20 like literally like sad like high school relationships sad and Carly was like what good was there I was like why are you sad you were like you (laughs) broke up with him why are you crying like why are you upset like this is good for you and I was like what do you mean this is good for me like she was the one that put it into perspective like your life's gonna do a 180 like this is good for you like she was real as hell where everyone else was like he might come back you God, never I'm know so what happens. <laughs> like, oh. you never know what happens. And I was just like, damn, she said it to me straight. Like, I had friends that I considered closer than Carly that would just be like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. And, like, that's good to have in your life. But 
somebody had to be real with me. And somehow, in God's hands, Carly came out of the blue and was just like, let me be real. Let me be blunt, honest, don't care how you react. Like, why are you crying? This is good. Like, what was he doing for you? And I was like, oh, pause. I was really at the point where I'm like, listen, like, we're friends. Like, if this is what puts her off and, like, we, like, kind of fizzle this friendship out, it is what it is. But I know this is definitely something that nobody's saying to her and that she needs to hear. So if, like, this is the last thing I ever get to say to her, at least I get to say it and at least it gets to go through her head so that she can kind of take a step back and realize she deserves more. And clearly that is what happened. Um, She realized she deserved more. And I didn't have to lose her from being blunt, which is, like – She's right. That is a hundred percent when we like clicked in. We were like, okay, this is for life. Like, I know that I can say anything. And something that I'm like a firm believer in, and we talk about it a lot, is like life is going to keep moving either way. So you can either like stay stuck in that like feeling and position you're in, or you can be like, damn, this isn't worth it, and leave and keep going. And from then on, I feel like that's the road we've always taken. We're like, oh, damn, that sucks. But, like, life moves on. We keep going. And that's how we got here. Like, that's why our friendship works. Like, I feel like it's so important to find those people who, like, you can be blunt with and know that, like, yeah, it might sting. But, like, they're not going to leave you because you were blunt about it. I mean, that's, like, the importance of filtering your surroundings. Like, people say it all the time. like. Cut off toxic people, like remove the people in your life that don't bring value. And it's like, it's hard to even see who brings value, who doesn't, because everyone has rights and everyone has wrongs, but it's like, how many wrongs will there be until you actually like remove them from your lives? And like for me and Carly, like Carly's in a long term relationship. She has a boyfriend, like they are husband and wife like in my book like they are man I love you baby they're like my mother and father and Carly like she doesn't have like a friend group she has personable relationships and I'm the same way like I have personable relationships but I've been in those friend groups I've been in those okay like how much could I actually say to this person without them being like yeah you've overstepped you know and like with Carly it's like for her to overstep in that sense she overstepped and broke down this massive wall. And that's why we're here today because we took the time to filter toxic people out of our lives. We took the time to appreciate the small friendships versus the large, massive friend groups that you do everything together, you go out together. But like at the end of the day, could you go sit down and have a meal with that person and actually hold a conversation? Probably not. No, I agree. I completely agree. And something that I also want to talk about with our friendship is me and Marissa, yeah, we're very similar. We're both very blunt. But we could also not be more different. Like, we're the type of people that, like, I literally sent her, I don't know if you guys have seen, like, the Instagram, like, little, like, meme post. But it was, (laughs) like, it was literally Hello Kitty and Batman. (laughs) And I sent it to her and I was like... This is us because, uh, like how she said, like, I'm such like a pink puffball of just like color and shine. And don't get me wrong, Marissa, like, once you get to know her, is like bubbly and she's nice and she's awesome. But like, she is stone cold. Like, she is Batman. Like, <laughs> she's just hardcore. So, like, she sent me one today from TikTok, which was like the white and the black swan, which, like, we can both be both. 
but like every day you look at us, Marissa's a black swan and I'm, I'm the white one. Like that's how it works. And another example I have. So I don't know if you guys know the Lululemon winter jackets, which I'm a fan of. If you're not a fan, I understand. Marissa has a black one and I have a pink one. And then when we walk around, it just, it's just what makes me laugh. Like we're so different, but we also know that we're so different that in order to like get us to do each other's things, there has to be an insane amount of love, <laughs> which there is like the other night for, for reference, I do not go out. I do not hit the town. Like I'll enjoy like a cocktail lounge or two or like a little speakeasy action, but like the college bars, that's not really my scene. But Marissa had a very exciting milestone in our life that we'll talk about later on a different episode. But she was like, please come celebrate with me. And what was I going to do? Tell her no, no, I couldn't do that. So I was like, okay, I'll give you a night out at the bars. Um, If you have ever been to the UMass Amherst bars, like, and you've been to Spoke, you know the energy that Spoke provides, and that is not my type of energy, but it is Marissa's energy. So I went for her, and I would do it again. Don't ask me this semester, but I'd do it again. She would do it again, but, like, when we graduate, maybe, like, in Boston, at a speakeasy. Like, yeah, give me a maybe, year. <laughs> maybe when I reach the point in my life where, like, I don't need to go out to, like, a college bar, and, like, I love me a good dinner and drinks. Oh, yeah. I do. But also, I'm in college. Like, you can't do that every week in my paycheck range. Like, you can't so real. take yourself out like that. But, like, I know Carly's big milestones. It's, like, you show up with a baked good. You show up with a little gift. You show up with, like, a big hug and a happy smile and, like, so excited. And for her to come out on a night like that with me, I was, like, I was apologizing the whole night. <laughs> I was literally a pot, like, I know who she is, and she said she'd come out, but I didn't realize that I was going to have, like, I personally felt like I had to apologize, even though she was like, I'm fine, Marissa, like, I'm having I fun. I literally kept telling her to shut up. I was like, stop apologizing, because, like, this stuff was going down with, like, the line, getting into the bar, and honestly, I was living my best life. I was literally, like, just standing in line, like, maybe on another planet, maybe on this one will not go into further detail but it was just kind of vibing there and like I had if I could stay in that line all night I would um, because I was just at peace and she was just like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and I'm like girl why the um, whole night the whole night I'm like you could leave if you want to like like your boyfriend can come pick you up it's fine like don't worry about it like he can come get you and she's like no like she lasted the longest she has ever lasted in a college bar in our entire College career, she lasted two and a half hours at this bar. Two and a half hours. Yeah, I was L-I-V-I-N. I was like, put this in the Guinness World Record book because it'll never happen again. She will never break her own record again. Like, no, there's no more milestone for me to hit in this realm. So I was like, this is it. And she did it. Maybe graduation. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe graduation will get there. Listen, I see the appeal for other people. However sweaty overcrowded places are just not for me and that's okay that's totally fine I totally support Marissa's decision to go I feel like she should do whatever like toots her own horn you know but the bar for me it's literally like a bit of tar like I'm like stuck in there and I can't leave it's like quicksand for me like once I'm there I'm stuck like I'll yeah. be there till the lights come on till it starts to clear out and then I'm like okay maybe I should go home for reference, this night I was in bed by 11. <laughs> For reference, this night, the bar looked like it was last call. 
it was not last call, but it looked like it was last call. And I was like, yeah, it's time for me to leave. Yeah. Like, once the crowd is gone, I'm like, okay, there's no reason for me to be here. So real. I do, I do love a good night out. This weekend is one of those weekends where, like, again, I'm celebrating something. So I'm like, okay, like, go big or go home. So three nights in a row, I'm probably going to need to stay home for a couple, <laughs> for a little bit of time. But I don't know. It's just like the energy that I'm projecting right now at this point in my life, I'm like, the world needs to see it. Oh, I totally agree. You know what I mean? Like when something good is happening to you and you just feel this like light in your life and this whole 180, you just, you can't sit still. Like you me need to ride the here, high. Me sitting here on the couch right now, like crazy. I have not sat down in days. She's not lying either. I would also like to say that the night that we went out, Marissa had a three hour long class that ended at 9 p.m. and literally left from class and went to the bars. I was sitting there, like, twiddling my thumbs, like, waiting for her to send me that text, and she was like, it's go time. And I was like, ah, it's go time. Yeah, like, literally got ready for the bars before I even went to class. Went to this class, me and my roommate, dressed in our, like, barf fit, makeup, hair did. Um, Nobody in that class looked like they were going to the bar. It's a 21 and older class. I'm like, what are you guys doing on a Thursday night? But again, two weeks ago, I would ask myself the same thing. Like, what are you doing on a Thursday night? Oh, I'm going to bed because I'm going to get up at five in the morning and go to the gym the next day. So I would also like to say, listen, I have been at UMass for five years. I'm in my plus one of my master's. In those five years, this was the first time ever I've ever gone out on a Thursday night. Like, my major, like, I was a nutrition major. All of our classes, like, on Friday, we had a Friday class at 8 a.m., like, most of my years. So I was like, no, I'm not going out at, on a Thursday. Like, hell nah. And then it, finally, as a 22-year-old woman, went out on a Thursday for the first time. And it was a crazy experience. I didn't realize that many people could enjoy a nice thirsty Thursday. Mind you, it was also snowing. Oh, my God. Don't even. So. Hailing. Hailing. We were waiting in line, and it was snowing. Carly had a hood. Carly pulled up in in a sweatsuit. Oh, I was wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. In a literal sweatsuit. I'm out here in, like, my jeans, my leather blazer, a tiny little top. Carly pulls up. She's literally wearing, what, with Ugg boots? No, I had Converse on. I wasn't wearing my Uggs. Converse sweatpants and a hoodie yeah i also purposely wore my boyfriend's football hoodie so that nobody would approach me they'd be like oh she's either like seeing someone on the team or like she like she's she's unavailable she's unavailable she's locked in which is exactly what i was going for yeah no definitely was not my kind of night but it was a great night I was honored that she lasted that long. Did I wake up the next morning and apologize again? Oh, my God. I literally texted her. I was like, why are you still (laughs) apologizing? That's just who I am. Like, if I care about you and, like, I create that, like, friendship with you, that personable one-on-one, like, that's who I am. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to try to make up for things that I probably don't even need to make up for. Like, I will show up with cookies and little things to, like, make you happy because, I take my friendships as serious as I would take a relationship in a sense, because you don't need to be in a relationship with someone to love someone. Like you don't need to have any kind of sort of 
relation past like conversation and spending time with each other to love somebody and I realized that because like I have a small set of friends like I have a small set of friends that like they know everything they know every little tiny detail and I take that seriously because like at 21 years old going into the real world going into a job like making friends is not going to be as easy as it was in college. So like for you to be able to knock down those 40 people that you met your freshman year that, oh, you're going to be my best friend for the rest of my life. And like, as the time goes on, you're slowly knocking down people. Like you start to realize that your relationships are more important because once you get out of school, yes, you're going to be able to socialize, but like, how are you going to be able to find a best friend in that sense? You know what I mean? So it's like for me to knock these people down and also have the realization that I shouldn't be letting 40 people into my life. Like I should be very, very picky and specific as to who comes into my life because I've had 21 years of complication, like 21 years of just like mess, great thing, mess, great thing. And it's like you need to be very specific as to what you're looking for. And like I know that if I were to make friends, with someone as close as like Carly and I, I would be looking for something very specifically. And one thing that I never mentioned, but the thing about Carly and I is like, there is no jealousy. No. And it's my favorite thing about our friendship. Like as a a woman who lacks girlfriends, I lack girlfriends because of jealousy. Like I've never been envious of anyone. I've never been jealous of anyone. Like, yes, maybe you've had nicer things than me, but that doesn't mean I'm never going to get there. But the girls that sit there and judge your every move, but then act like your best friend so that they could like get some information, get a little bit, get a little bit of tea. I'm like, really? Like, really? And like, Carly's not the type of person that like, I am jealous of her in any sense. Maybe I'm jealous of, like, who she is as a person, but it's, like, I'm more appreciative of what she brings to the table than jealous of what she brings to the table. I totally agree. And, like, especially with physical things, like, again, I mentioned me and Marissa met in the gym. And I would say, like, our strength levels are past that of, like, normal girls who go to the gym, like, not to toot our own horns, but, like, we train really hard. Like, we train to be as strong as we are. And, of course, there's some lifts where, like, either Marissa's having a better day than me or I'm having a better day than her. But, like, if anything, like, it's more of, like, a reassuring friendship where, like, if I'm having, like, a really bad day, like, in the gym or just in general, Marissa doesn't be, like, oh, like, now that this is my chance to, like, show her I'm better. Like, no, Marissa is, like, girl, it's okay. Like, maybe you, like, didn't eat enough this morning or maybe, like, you're just, like, in the part of your cycle where you just have a little less strength. Like, there's nothing to be worried about. Like, you're still badass. You're still, like, you're still amazing. Like, there is nothing for you to feel bad about just because today isn't your day. And I have never, like, Marissa, like, hit some milestones in the gym. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna shout her out real quick. She benches 200 in the gym. She does. She benches. That's right, guys. Benches 200. And... I I have been stuck on my little curve. Like, I've failed 200 so many times. 
And it's never been a point where it's like, oh, Marissa got this weight, so I have to get it. No, never, ever, ever. I'm like, damn, like, my best friend is the strongest woman in the world. Like, I literally want to bow down to her. We like to say, and I quote, muscle mommy to each other. Like, yeah. anytime there's, like, some kind of situation like that, it's like, muscle mommy, holy hell, like, how did you do that? And she's right. When you do have a bad day in the gym, it's not like I'm going out of my way to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I squatted so, so, and so yeah. just to, like, make you feel like shit. Like, no, I'm going to tell you, like, there are other factors that go into what you're doing in the gym. So, like, if you're not performing at your best, that's okay. No, you're going to try ex- again. Exactly. And, like, at least for me, and Marissa had sent me one of her achievements today when she was doing some handstand push-ups. But, like, whenever, like, today in the gym, like, my squat, like, Marissa's squat is crazy, and I live up to her. But, like, today in the gym, like, I squatted 300 for two reps today. Wait, pause. Oh. Say that again? I squatted 300 pounds for two reps today. 300 pounds for two reps today. Mind you, she's not, she is not 5'9". She is not this tall glass of water. She is, like, this stunning short queen. I, I hate to you. say it, but, like, another thing that we have is, like, <laughs> I'm... I'm a mammoth. Like, so I am a tall girl. I'm a tall girl. Carly's like a little, again, sweet pea. Little sweet yeah, pea. Yeah, all five, three of me. Yeah. Literally, five, three, and then maybe add on like her three inch platforms. Oh and, my God. Like, I wear platforms every single day. And when she wears her platforms, we can like hug at a normal level. But like when she is flat footed, she is like in my armpit. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I feel so safe. I'm like, I'm so sorry. But like, this is giving like, I'm a mother, and I have my, like, 12-year-old daughter here. You are my mommy. You know what I mean? So, like, 300 pounds, two squats at her height. And, yes, gym bros, I do hit depth, I promise. Just wanted to throw that out there for all you haters. But what I was going to say is, like, after I did that, the very first person I texted was Marissa. Like, I had to let her know, like, she is, like, the one person I know, like, after I do something in the gym, I'm texting her right away because, like, I'm proud to tell her. Like, I know that she's going to be, like, you are so awesome. Like, she's not going to be, like, oh, well, I did that last week. Like, Never. no. Like, I just, like, know that she's going to be so supportive. She's going to be so proud. And, like, I love to just tell her things. Like, I tell her literally everything. So why wouldn't I tell her what I did in the gym, especially when, like, we are so close together that, like, when we're not working out together and we're not seeing it in person, like, hell yeah, I want to tell her, like, and it's vice versa, like, again, I said, she, like, she was doing three handstand push-ups today, like, first of all, I don't know if you've ever tried a handstand push-up, but it was literally, like, so hard, like, the amount of mental and physical strength you need to do that, like, insane, and Marissa just casually sent me a video of her doing three, like, okay, okay, like, let me, let me kiss you on the mouth. (laughs) I mean, I like, can't even respond to that. I mean, the, the <laughs> handstand push-ups, it was like, oh, okay. Like, it was the end of my workout. I was, like, just goofing around. And I was like, oh, I've been working on my handstands. But I've never taken the attempt to, like, bend my elbows. Mm-hmm. So I just had this, like, little feeling. And I was like, what happens, like, if I bend my elbows today? So I put a mat under my head just so, you know, don't get a concussion and just slam my head into the ground. Um and I took it really slow, and I tried it, like, five times, and I would get, like, one for, like, mid-depth, and then I just banged out, like, three with, like, normal depth, and I was like, this is kind of fun. 
So, like, she's telling me about her, like, success story on the squat, and I'm out here like, wow, I literally squatted yesterday, and I was so hungover that I couldn't do anything. Like, I did 225, and I was like, like, this is killing me. So I was like, dang, like, girl woke up, got a good night of sleep, and chose violence. (laughs) Uh, It was just one of those days where, you know, when you wake up, and, like, the bar just feels a little lighter than normal, that, that was how I was feeling today. And I was just like, you know what? I did one, I think, 180 for two. Or no, 280, sorry. 280 for two. And I was like, oh my god, this feels this feels good. But like, I don't know if that 290 is going to move. Then the 290 moved. And then my boyfriend was like, put 300 on. Like, you're fine. Like, I literally just watched you do that. Like, it's easy. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I don't want to. Please don't bake me. And he put it on. He was like, no, like, I'm behind you. Like, you're good. If you need to, like, fail, like, you need to fail. Like, it's whatever. And then those two at 300 kind of felt, kind of felt light. And for reference, before this, 300 was my max. So I was like, oh, like, I don't think these two rips, I don't even know if I'm getting one. But then I got the two. And, like, this isn't us boasting. It's just showing that, like, again, we don't get competitive over each other. And if anything, like, the reason I've gotten so strong and the reason Marissa has gotten so strong is because we bounce off each other and we support each other so strongly that if I didn't get those reps today and I told Marissa about it, Marissa would have been like, that's okay. Like, just give it a few. Like, we'll, like, maybe change the weight, like – We'll train harder next time or like we're just so supportive of each other growing as people like not only in the gym but like outside of the gym that without her I definitely wouldn't be at the level I am because she's so real about like it's okay to fail it's okay to like not look the best it's okay to just have days where like you're either the absolute best or the absolute worst. In either way, you are still valid. You are still important. And, like, one bad day doesn't dictate your abilities. I mean, moral of the story is competition and jealousy kills. Yeah. Competition and jealousy kills relationships, friendships, family, like, relationships. Like, it will kill. Like, everybody is different. Everybody has their own goals, their own morals, and it's like when you personally reflect yourself based off of another human being, you will never be the version of yourself that you want to be because you're just trying to be somebody else. And so, again, with the whole filtering out toxic people is like you filter out these toxic people and you realize like these are the things I don't want to do. These are the things I don't want to be. And like it takes a lot of time for you to realize when you're being jealous of someone, when you're being envious of someone. And it's like, I'm at the point where like, I don't look at anyone as an object. I don't look at anyone as like something to reach or to be because you only have so much time here. You only have so much time on this planet. You only have so much life to live. So why spend your time trying to be someone else when God put you on this earth to be you? Yeah. Like you were brought here to be effortlessly you and everything that gets thrown at you and everything that you have and you own and you work for it's like you deserve it I totally agree and I and I think you would agree with me when saying like as soon as you just stop caring about like everything in your path and like just kind of start enjoying the moment 
that is when like so many doors open. Like for so long, Marissa was stressed about like her future and all this stuff. And I was like, girl, relax. Like everything works out. Just keep doing you. Keep working hard. Like stop looking so far ahead because you're stressing yourself out. And she was. And And I was also wasting time. She was wasting so much time. And I was like, whatever is happening is happening for a reason. Just give it time, give it patience, and what's yours will come to you. Like, I'm not saying don't work hard, because, like, in order to achieve the things that you want in life, you do need to work for them. Like, but I'm also a firm believer in, like, your work ethic will reflect in the future. So, hell yeah, we work as hard as we do, and we are rewarded, because, like, we put so much energy and effort into the things that we love and the things that we want to do. But we also let, like, the universe take the wheel. Like, in order to, like, do something, let's, for example, like, say, like, you want to become, like, a professional chef. Okay? That is your goal in life. You're going to work hard in order to get into culinary school. Like, we're not telling you to skip the culinary school part and, like, not work. I'm telling you, like, work hard. So that you have options. So that you have multiple doors that can be open for you. And that's what I'm telling when I'm saying let the universe guide you. Because, like, if you only have that one option that you're set on, and that is not what the universe has intended for you, then it's going to hurt more when you you don't get it. You can't dwell. You can't dwell. I wasted so much time dwelling on things and, like, from a career standpoint, like, I've applied to over 100 jobs. Over 100 jobs. Probably didn't hear back from 75% of them. The ones I did hear back from, it's, like, rejection or, oh, like, we'll move you forward, but then you're going to get rejected, like, over and over again. And it was, like, I was just dwelling. But I was, like, working so that I could find something that I wanted, but I was dwelling in the process. So I wasn't enjoying my life, like, in that process. And I realize it now because I have reached the point where, like, I got the things that I wanted. I got the things that I worked towards. But I spent so much time dwelling and being upset and being stressed out. And it's, like, my body was literally stressed out. Like, Mm -hmm. I was breaking out. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. Like, I was the worst version of myself for who knows how long. And it was, like, then everything worked out. And I was, like, oh, my God, life's great. But, like, you should be looking at life constantly as, oh, my goodness, life is great. Yeah. And, honestly, when all this was going on with Marissa and, like, how she was talking about how, like, she either, like, didn't hear back from the jobs or, like, if she did, she was rejected. Every single time she would, like, call me or text me and be like, I didn't get the job. I'd be like, okay. So you move on. Like, clearly, like, this was not the job that was meant for you. And the more doors that you're closing, the more you're opening. Like, just because, like, you didn't get this doesn't mean you're not going to get that. And it's all about perspective, which, like, you just have to believe if you did not get something, it either A, wasn't your time, or B, was not meant for you. Who knows? Like, and something that I would like to bring to the table in regards to this was, like, when I was applying for schools, UMass was the last one on my list. Like, same. I did not want to go here at all. Same. I was, like, literally, get me away from here. Like, I toured it. I hated it. Absolutely 
despised it. I was like, I'm not going there. So like, whatever. Of course, I end up committing to UMass um, for a whole bunch of reasons. And it was the best decision I've ever made. Again, I've been here for five years. If it really was like that bad, I would have transferred. And I'm so happy I didn't. I found like the major I love. Like I fell in love with nutrition here. I met my boyfriend here. I met my best friends here. Like UMass was the perfect place for me. Even though at first glance, I was like, I'll hate it there. And let me tell you, from the first day that I actually moved onto campus, I knew it was the place for me. And I know I said, like, I toured it, I hated it. Yeah, I did. But I didn't give it a proper chance. As soon as I gave it a proper chance, I was like, oh, yeah, this this is where I'm going to spend the four years. I mean, I can't say my situation was the same. <laughs> um, it's not that I don't love UMass. I do. But, like, I feel like I would do better somewhere else. But also, like, my journey here was not normal like I didn't have a freshman year I was in a completely different major when I got here I switched majors which was a hassle like an actual hassle and I like for me it was hard because I didn't know what I wanted to do but I kind of knew what I wanted to do and I had to do a whole 180 again like had to work just to get what I wanted and it's not that I don't love it here because my education has been a blessing my professors have been a blessing. My friends have been a blessing. Let's just say my living situations were never great. Yeah. Like, all of the years, like, my living situations were just never great. And I dwelled, again, like, the dwelling, like, you can't dwell. You just need to live. You just need to move on. And UMass is a great place. I'm current, like, I can tell you right now, I'm cold-blooded. Like, I need to be warm mm-hmm. 24-7. I'm sitting in Carly's apartment, and the sun is shining down on me, keeping me warm right now. I feel like a lizard. But, (laughs) (laughs) like, for me, I think if I was somewhere where it was a little bit warmer, I'd be a little bit happy. But, like, UMass was a financial decision for me. I am a finance girly, so it makes a little bit more sense. But I'm also getting everything that I wanted when I am here. So, like, who's to say it wouldn't happen anywhere else? But, again, you can't dwell on it. Like, I'm here. I did it. I'm going to graduate. Carly's going to graduate. Like, And we're going to move into our next phase of life. And I think that's pretty exciting for the two of us because we've only known each other in this phase of life. Yeah. Yeah, which is so weird to think about. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, like, yeah, it feels like I've known them my whole life. But, like, for real, like, that is exactly what it's like. Like, as I know me and Marissa didn't, like, we're friends. Like, there was never a point where we did not like each other. But... As soon as we clicked, it was like, yep, forever. Like, Like, texting, FaceTiming, hanging out, planning gym sessions together, like, doing dilly-dallying, literally together, like, just doing the most random things, whereas, like, our original relationship was, like, if we saw each other in the gym, like, we'd say hi, we converse, but we wouldn't communicate the way that we communicate, and that's when I say, like, you need to put effort into a friendship the same way you put effort into a relationship, because... Your friendship's not going to work if it's, like, like, Carly was a gym friend, in a sense. And, like, I have, like, my in-class friends. But, like, in reality, I want my friend. I want my real friend. Like, in any situation, in any setting, like, she is my friend. And I think I probably text her more than I text my own mom. So maybe that's something I need to work on. But, like, I will call her out of the blue, like, randomly, just like, oh, what are you doing today? Like, yeah. do you want to go get a coffee? Like, you want to go study? Like, we just, the other day we sat in a cafe for literally an hour, like, 
I wrote one email and sent it and like she was studying and I was just like just being in her presence I was like this is kind of nice yeah I just I wanted some one on time one on one time with my girl because you know we mentioned this before I'm practically married you know and I love my man I do but like there's some times where I just want Rissy time and so like whenever her name pops up on my phone I'm like okay babe like, R- Marissa's calling me. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> and he gets it. He completely gets it. He's like, oh, like, you have to talk to Marissa. Like, that's good. And then he'll, I'll be like, oh, like, I'm going to go, like, grab lunch with Marissa. Or I'm going to do this with Marissa. And he's like, okay, good. And, like, if it, it's, say it's, like, 24 hours I haven't seen Marissa. Like, I'll tell him I'm going to go do something with her. He goes, I feel like you haven't seen her in a long time. And I'm 24 like, hours. 24 hours. I'm like, I literally. know. I miss her so much. Literally. Even if it's as simple as, like, going to a drive-thru and getting a coffee. Like, that is enough. Yeah. Like, if I could spend 24-7, if I could live with Carly, I would live with Carly. Because we are literally the same person, like, in a living situation, too. Like, Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm a firm believer that, like, there's such thing as a social battery. And there's some people that when you're with you're you don't require a social battery or you don't it doesn't like bring your social battery down and that is me and marissa like i could literally just like sit in silence with her and it would not be weird i would not feel like i need to entertain her like we could sit on our phones we could sit in silence do work read a book and just like being in the presence of marissa the fact that i can like put my phone down for two seconds and be like oh my god, like, did you, like, hear about this thing that happened? And she'll put her stuff down for, like, two minutes, we'll have that conversation, and we'll go back to doing her thing. And it's just not awkward, it's not weird, it's just, like, presence of each other, like, just helps, and it works. Yeah, I agree, like, I've sat in silence, I've been, again, dwelling, like, why don't we just call this entire episode dwelling at this point? But again, like, I've dwelled on life, and, like, I'll go silent, like, I'll go mute. Like, I will, I have nothing to talk about because everything that would come out of my mouth would be a complaint. So I just don't say anything. And I could sit there and not say a thing to Carly and, like, we'd still be content. Yeah. We'd still, like, be able to function and be content. But she's also the kind of person that would be like, okay, talk to me. Like, what is going on with you? Like, you, we, like, she could read me. I can read her. Like, you could just, you can just sense it. Like, I can sense when she is getting angry, but nobody around us knows. (laughs) Yeah. Like, even sitting in a room with people, like, it's the whole thing. Like, when someone says something in a room and, like, you and your best friend just, like, look over at each other, like, that's just us constantly. Yeah. And it takes a lot to get me angry. But, like, 100%, me and Marissa have gotten to the point of our friendship where, like, we don't have to talk to communicate. Like, we could, like, see something or, like, hear something and immediately like I don't even have to look at Marissa to know that we're thinking the exact same thing but I'll like give her a little side eye and she's already side eyeing me and I'm like yeah yeah okay you saw that too or you heard that which is like really nice but like the thing she was talking about how like about complaining and how like she just stays silent what's really great about us is like I could complain my literal head off and it wouldn't matter. Like, Marissa would not get sick of me complaining. If anything, she'd be like, damn, you're complaining a lot. Let me hear more. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? This is kind of entertaining. Like, tell me more. <laughs> For I entertainment. To, I need to know more. Like, I mean, we can complain to each other all that we want. But, like, in the end, we're probably going to throw some, like, positive little quote at each other and be like, you know what? Go to the gym. Like, yeah. If someone who's not Marissa comes up to me and, like, complains, like, oh, my God, she was so mean. I'd look at them and be like. That's interesting. Womp womp. Um, I just sit there and I'm like, okay. I just shake my head. Like, slow nod. Like, yep. 
Like, sometimes it's just, like, you don't even know these people. And, like, you're out and, like, they're coming up to you and they're, like, oh, my gosh. Like, did you see that girl? She just pushed me. And I'm, like, I'm not going to light the fire under yeah. you. Like, okay, if the girl pushed me, I'm lighting my own fire. Like, I'm not lighting your fire. It's not my problem. So, I guess, like, for me, it's just, like, Carly would just look at a girl and probably say, womp, womp. I would probably just look at a girl and nothing would come out of my mouth. Yeah. And I'm, like, not saying that we don't support women. Obviously, girls support girls. This uh, this could be a man. Yeah, because I've, I've hyped girls up in the line. I'm, like, yeah, you oh, push yeah. back. But, like, if you're gonna just be mean about, like, a random person, like, what is the point of that? What is the point of the energy? Like, here's my thing. There is a huge difference between talking shit and talking about a shitty person. Real. Like, here's my thing. There's been so many times where Marissa, like, something will happen to her, and she'll come talk to me about the person who did it, and, like, per se, say, like, the person, like, came up to me and was, like, heard Marissa was talking shit about me, I would look at them and be, like, did you do this shitty thing? Because if you did this shitty thing, no, she's not talking shit about you, she's talking about a shitty thing that you did. So here's the thing, if you don't want Marissa to talk about the shitty thing that you did, maybe don't do the shitty thing. Like, there's such a huge difference between just, like, talking about a person. Like, if you were just, like, ugh, like, she works too hard. Like, that's so fucked. Like, there's something so different about talking badly about a person just based on, like, who they are when they're just existing. And what they have. Yes, and what they have versus someone, like, doing you wrong and you talking about the situation. Like, I feel like there's such, like, um, miscommunication about things because like yes if you did me dirty I'm gonna tell Marissa about it and we're gonna talk about it that is not us talking shit about you that is us talking about the shitty thing that you did to us and if you don't want us to talk about it don't do it like that's plain and simple like if you don't want people talking about the shitty things that you did don't do shitty things exactly I mean talking shit is just like Again, like, it's immature. Like It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Like, when I was 18 years old, I was probably the biggest shit talker on the planet. Like, high school ruined me. Like, I don't even know who I was in high school compared to who I am now. But, like, I don't know. It's like if you do something bad, you do something mean, you do something out of anger. It's like, it's not even that I'm talking shit about you. I am talking about the situation so that I can get over it. Yeah. Like, if I don't talk about it, I'm, again dwell I'm gonna dwell if I don't talk about it I'm gonna dwell on it so it's like I'm not talking shit about you I am talking about the shitty situation that you put me through so for you to go around and be like oh I heard Marissa said this I heard Marissa said that it's like actually you didn't hear anything you just assumed because like I don't go around spreading information I don't go around starting rumors or talking about these things and there are people here that will do that there are people here that will start rumors and, like, stuff about your life will become a wildfire because, like, it will spread everywhere. Like, who lit this? Who put the gasoline and who lit this? And it's, like, that's talking shit. That's talking shit because it's, like, I don't know who said it, but, like, now everyone's saying all this stuff and it's, like, I'm going to talk about the situation because something shitty happened to me, but, like, for everybody to know about it, I'm, like, no, you guys just live on the gossip. Like, there's a difference yeah. between talking shit, being, like, talking about a shitty person, and then just gossip. hmm 
Like, there are so many different definitions, and it's, again, it's all self-growth. Like, I talk about things because if I don't talk about things, I'm going to dwell on it. I'm going to waste days of my life being upset and, like, being unhappy. So it's, like, I know my best case scenario is just talk about it and get over it. Yeah. And it's not like Carly sits here and, like, lights flames. Like, she's giving me real truth and, like, real, like, ways to interpret it. And it's not like she's sitting here, like you know what, go to her house, break her door down, like, put her in a chokehold, and, like, tell her how you feel. Yeah, and honestly, it could be the exact opposite situation, where, say, like, Marissa did something dirty, and, like, she's complaining about the situation. If Marissa was in the wrong, I would tell her. I've been told I was in the wrong. Yeah, like, there's been times where, like, and let me tell you, like, the way that you take things is totally different from everyone else. So, like, say... I know a person better than Marissa knows them and they say something to Marissa and Marissa's like, damn, like that bitch. Like, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like they definitely didn't mean it that way. This is what they probably meant. This is how they've said similar things to me. Um, and this is what they've gone through in order for that to make sense. And as soon as she hears that, I'm like, is this sounding more of what they said? She could be like, oh yeah, like that makes total sense. But it could also be like, no, like they were a hundred percent being a bitch to me. And I'm like, okay, let's unpack that. Let's unpack what they said first so we can really, before we do anything hasty, kind of talk about what the best case of scenario is and how we can move through this situation with the least amount of blood on our hands as possible. I think, in a sense, a lot of things stay between Carly and I. Like, oh yeah. If I have a problem with you, I'll address you, but, like, to some degree, like, you are not going to get the full extent of it. Mm -hmm. You will never get the full extent of it because, again, you cut, like, negative toxic people out of your life. So, it's, like, you do something to upset me and there's no need for forgiveness in a sense or, like, you're not making it easy to forgive you. Like, I'm going to say my piece and I'm going to move on. But, like, I'm not going to say my piece and, like, totally dump on you. Like, I'm going to give you the most straightforward, flat answer and, like, you can let that brew. Like, I'm not going to waste my time being real with people that I don't need to be real with anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to sit here and explain myself to you and explain the way you made me feel when all you're going to say is, okay, like, I will only waste my time fixing something with someone that I, I have filtered out. Like, Carly, I have filtered out a thousand people before and after Carly, but she's still standing here. So if Carly and I have an issue, like, I'm going to be real with her. I'm going to yeah. address it with her. But if, like, someone, like, a a coworker or, or, like, a friend of a friend has, like, an issue with me or, like, I have an issue with them, it's, like, I'm not going to explain myself because genuinely, like, you wouldn't have done what you did if you cared about me. And it's, like, you don't need to care about me. We're not close. Yeah. So, like, that's just who you are as a person. So, like, you need to just move forward. Because, like, there will be characters that come in and out of your life, and it's, like, I know where I'm at now, and I know which characters are in. Agreed. I don't care about the characters who are out. Like, not to say I don't care about anybody, but I'm saying, like, in my plot, I know the characters that are here right now, and I know those are the people that I will fight for before I fight for some random person that I met at a bar, you know? Yeah. And it's caring for everyone all at once is exhausting. And we're not saying, oh, like, these people that we don't associate more with anymore, like, we're not, like, totally ignoring them. Like, if I saw someone that, like, maybe I'm no longer, like, really friends with, I'm still going to be like, hey, how are you? Like, I'm still wishing you success. 
Being the bigger person is one of the most important things that you could do. Exactly. And just because, like, maybe they're not filling your cup anymore does not mean that, like, you're spilling a cup all over them now. Like, you don't need to be mean. Like, you no. don't need to be rude. Like, you can still have friends, but, like, there's a difference between, like, your friends and then close friends. And it's, like, if you've done me wrong, I'm not going to, like, sit here and, like, cold shoulder you. Like, if you smile, you wave, you say hi, like, yeah, I'll do the same thing. Like, I'll be nice to the extent that I need to be nice until, like, something goes wrong again. It's, like, even if things keep going wrong, it's, like, I'm not exhausting myself just being the person that I am. Yeah. Like, I'm not exhausting myself by being, like, friendly. So if we're in the same room in the same vicinity and, like, we need to have a small talk, like, we can have a small talk. Like, but just because you've, like, done me wrong doesn't mean, like, never again, like, not going to speak to you, going to roll my eyes, going to be rude because It takes that's, so much energy. It's so much energy, but, like, that's not who I am. Like, no. my mother raised me much better than that. Manners. Manners matter. Like, yeah, you did me wrong. Am I going to, like, publicly shame you? No. No. No, because one, not only is that just, like, uncalled for, but it's, like, it's just ugly. Like, it's straight up uggo. Like, I'm not gonna be rude to you in, like, front of a bunch of people because, like, that now is reflecting what kind of person I am, and I know that's not the kind of person I am. Like, I'll give you a high wave. Like, I'm not going to initiate a conversation with you. But I'm like, I'll acknowledge you. I'll give you a little smile, a little wave. Because, like, bad manners are just a go. Well, that's, like, how the wildfire rumors spread, mm -hmm. too. It's, like, if you're, like, upset with me or I'm upset with you, it's, like, okay, but, like, we can still be in the same vicinity. Because, like, we're not 18, we're not 16, we're not 14, we're not 12. Like, we're adults. Yeah. Be an adult. Like, you're going to go to work one day, and, like, you're not going to love all your coworkers. Agreed. Like, you're going to probably get emails from your coworkers and be like, wow, that kind of sounded pretty hasty. Like, I didn't like that. Yeah. And it's like, that's your job. You get paid to be there. Like, you are doing what you want to do because you love what you do. You don't need to love the people that you work with, but, like, you still need to make it, like, a friendly environment. And it's like, if you take the energy and the time to just be rude, then why why are you living your life like that? Like, I just, like, again, when I was 18 years old, I probably would be like, I'm going to be rude. I'm going to be nasty. I'm going to say what I want to say. I don't care how anybody feels. But it's, like, now it's, like, I know who I am as a person, and I know how I want to reflect my energy on to other, like, to other people and, like, how I want to be viewed and, like, the standard that I hold myself to. And it's, like, okay, maybe you're the type of person that when someone upsets you, like, you make it known. But, like, I'm the type of person that, like, when someone upsets me, but I still need to, like, be in the vicinity of, like, them, it's, like, self-growth, self-worth. Like, you just, you yeah. move on. And I will say there's only probably, like, a couple, um, like, outliers to the situation that, like, like, say, like, it's, like, your ex-boyfriend who, like, cheated on you or your ex-partner who cheated on you. Listen, you do not have to smile and You do not that. need to be nice. No, no. You do not have to be a nice. Do I suggest, like, publicly shaming them? No. But I do suggest, like, just ignore them. Like, pretend they're not even there. Like, don't give them the time of day. You're still protecting your peace. Like, protect your peace as much as you can. Like, if you think that you can't be nice to them at all, then you just kill them with silence. Yeah, literally just straight up ignore. Summary of the topic today. 
it was actually a lot about dwelling. It was a lot about personal growth. It was a lot yeah. about how we got here and where we are. And like the rest of our episodes will definitely be more um, Structured. locked in on one thing. So maybe a little less like overly brained. We're still figuring it out. Yeah. First episode. This is like a dry run. We're kind of just like seeing how it works, seeing how we like our free like conversation, which obviously I think this went pretty good because I could talk to Marissa for hours about literally anything. Like we personally, maybe next time we do a podcast, we need to like set a timer because we'd probably be here until the sun went down. Yeah. And we, yeah. we'll probably shut this mic off and then continue the conversation, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, again, this is Talk is Cheap. This is your co-host Carly. And Marissa. And we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.